Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Darkcast Network. Welcome to the dark side of podcasting. Hey, hey, welcome back to Autumn's Oddities. I'm Autumn. So an update on my daughter's autism journey. We had a really, really fantastic appointment with a behavioral and physical specialist. That doctor gave us more information in a few hours than we've gotten in two years worth of visits to various other specialists and so on. And I feel like we're finally going to be able to get somewhere with therapies for her. We got a lot of really good resources that despite, you know, endless hours of Googling, my husband and I never found. Uh, I just don't know why information is so hard to come by, but I'm feeling much, much more optimistic. And in light of that good news, I thought I would do a really fun episode. Maybe you've heard of the Denver International Airport, but maybe you don't know that it's chock full of conspiracy theories. And also, it's guarded by a giant blue Mustang with its dick and balls on full display. Yeah. Before construction even began in September of 1989, Denver International Airport, or DIA, has been plagued by conspiracy theories. From secret bunkers, to secret societies, to aliens, to the apocalypse, the bustling airport has run the gamut of conspiracy classics. On February 28, 1995, the Denver International Airport opened its doors and its runways to the public. The opening was delayed by more than a year after construction fell behind schedule and reportedly went $2 billion, with a B, dollars more than its original budget had outlined. Somebody did a real big oopsie, a $2 billion oopsie. Not only did the massive new airport cost a ton of money, but it also took up a ton of space. 
Nearly 30 years later, it's still the largest airport in the United States by area. It's about 53 square miles with the longest commercial use runway available in the country. And runway 16R slash 34L, to be specific, if you're nasty, is 16,000 feet long, which is approximately three miles. It's a long ass runway. It's the second largest airport in the world behind King Fahd International Airport in Saudi Arabia. DIA replaced Denver's old Stapleton International Airport, which was plagued by logistical issues like the runways being too close together. You know, that's never good. You don't want that. And a general lack of space for necessary expansion. The design and size of DIA helped meet some very basic needs that the Stapleton Airport simply could not. Denver needed more room to serve the various airlines that had made or wanted to make the Mile High City a hub of operations. I believe United and Frontier are like, that's the big hub airport. And Denver International was able to do just that. One really cool little design feature I'm going to get into. The roof of the airport is one of the most instantly recognizable features of DIA. It spans the length of around three football fields and covers an area of 375,000 square feet. Designed by Fentress, the sculpted canopy is inspired by the snow-capped mountains of the nearby Rockies, and it's been applauded for breaking the mold when it comes to airport design, which, you know, most airports, if you've ever seen the exterior of one, look kind of like a really old shopping mall, very like Soviet block, bleh. As well as looking fantastic and very stylish, the roof allows a lot of natural daylight to come into the areas below. And I checked into like the Denver facts and features of the airport. It's one of the only airports, I think maybe the only airport in the country where you can actually go outside, like not outside on the ground, you know, like once you're inside, you're inside. Uh, But you, you can go out onto like they have these porch areas they have like sports areas all kinds of cool stuff that i have never seen in an airport before i have in fact i don't believe ever been inside of denver uh denver international i believe that a flight that i have coming up this year i have a layover there and i'm super super freaking excited i'm gonna go like all up in it i'm gonna see the blue mustang his balls and his taint all of it uh we're gonna get to him in a minute So this roof and the sunlight dramatically reduces the need for electric lighting and has helped Denver become a more environmentally friendly airport. So far, it's all sounding very pragmatic, very practical, you know, like a city needed a new airport and it got one, even though it took um, a lot more money and a lot more time than originally planned, as so often happens with large scale public works, although there is some debate as to who is actually funding the airport, but I'm going to get into that. And people have wondered if DIA, you know, giant, expensive, weird airport that it is, is home to something far more sinister, like a conspiracy or a whole, whole lot of them. The tamest theory was that there was no need for the airport in the first place and that its construction was a front designed to hide the construction of far more nefarious structures. The reason for that theory is that many, many people who worked there came forward claiming that Stapleton International Airport was perfectly serviceable. They're like, there was nothing wrong with it. They didn't need to build a new airport. 
others refute that claim, saying that the concourse crowding and very tightly packed runways often created schedule disruptions on a national and sometimes international level whenever there was any inclement weather in the region. And it's, you know, it's Colorado there. Denver's at a very high altitude. There's there's snow. I would label that as inclement weather. So, yeah, you don't, <laughs> you don't want to create an international incident with your runways. The conspiracies don't end with that relatively benign one, though. In fact, the initial claims barely scratched the surface and could not have predicted the amount of theories that would arise once the facility's construction was completed and when the airport was decorated. And it's very difficult to construct a precise timeline of which theory came onto the scene first or, you know, which one came after. They kind of come up on a daily basis. One of the most pervasive conspiracies, not just in this airport, but throughout American history, is secret societies. But how could an airport possibly be linked to a secret society? It's an airport. It's pretty mundane. Well, a dedication plaque at the airport's south entrance near the Weston Hotel and the RTD University of Colorado A-Line, dated March 19, 1924, contains a time capsule. Sorry, I can't talk. I microdosed uh, my legal THC gummies for my anxieties. So, yeah, bear with me. Uh, but that time capsule bears the symbol of the Freemasons as well as a reference to the New World Airport Commission. The granite marker is etched with the square and compass symbol of the Freemasons and also the two names of Grand Lodges and their Grand Masters. Alleged strange markings have also been noted around the airport, supposedly indicating a secret or alien language, some kind of code. The theory here is that the Freemasons, which is a centuries-old secret society, have controlled the airport ever since it opened, but... To what end? Also alleged to be controlling the airport are the Illuminati, who were a short-lived Enlightenment-era secret society that some people still insist is active, and of course the New World Order, an alleged cabal of global elites conspiring to overthrow existing governments and rule the world. Or well, are they going to do it or not? <laughs> Go ahead and overthrow it, please, for the love of God, do it any day now. Or perhaps all of the above, since the three groups are often said to be linked. Another theory is that the Braille tablet above the dedication stone is actually a keypad, and that if you touch the raised dots in the correct sequence, that you'll be able to open the time capsule. And even some current Masons seem to buy into that myth. One airport employee said that she's heard of Masons visiting the capstone and trying to swipe their Masonic membership cards near the time capsule, you know, just in case. And if I were a Freemason, I would do the exact damn, exact, the exact same thing. Oh, I told you I microed. <laughs> you're going to hear some giggling out of me. While the Freemasons are a legitimate fraternal organization with civic ties to the airport's dedication, you know, they made the plaque, there is no evidence to suggest that they have a hand in any ongoing planning or decision-making at the civilian facility. Anti-Masonic conspiracies that date back more than a century 
were dusted off. They shook the dust right out of it and updated in advance just in time for, you know, 2012's apocalypse that never happened. Because, as we all know, in a totally unrelated conspiracy, the Mayan calendar ended in 2012. And that supposedly meant that the world would end, too. Um, There's an entire offshoot of theories about the world actually having ended in 2012 and being sucked into some kind of a black hole and that we just haven't noticed it yet, which honestly, I'm not ruling it out. It would explain a lot, wouldn't it? Wouldn't everything just, wouldn't you like be so much more open to how things are now if you were just like, yeah, the world ended, we were sucked into a black hole, like this is not real, none of this is real. Makes more sense than the current reality, at least to me. The time capsule, which is to be opened in 2094, allegedly, I don't know, have you seen inside of it? I haven't. Has anybody? Just like Fort Knox. Is there anything inside of it? We don't know. But it allegedly contains coins, a signed opening day ball from Coors Field, Mayor Wellington Webb's sneakers, and I ask why, why are those in there, and a few Black Hawk casino tokens, among other items. As for the engraving on the plaque, the New World Airport Commission was named by Charles Onsbacher, an arts advocate who died in 2010. The name is a reference to Dvorak's New World Symphony, according to a 2007 Westworld article, and the commission was created only to orchestrate the Denver International Airport's opening festivities. As for those strange markings, well, um, they're just Navajo language characters and references to other airport artists. So they took the wind right out of that one, didn't they? Another theory is based on the fact that the airport's final cost ended up being $2 billion more than its original estimated cost. Now, why might that be? Let's speculate wildly. You ever heard of underground bunkers and aliens? Well, the theory is that hidden beneath the airport's underground baggage transport tunnels is a secret bunker or a series of bunkers designed to house billionaires and global political elites in the event of an apocalypse. Lizard people, also known as reptoids, yeah, we're going there, and or evidence of aliens are also thought to be lurking down in those tunnels. Now, you've probably heard of lizard people or you've at least heard somebody say it before, but I felt like doing a little bit of research on them and I'm going to do a standalone episode in the future. There is a lot, a lot out there on lizard people. According to British conspiracy theorist David Icke, who first published on this theme in his 1999 work, The Biggest Secret, tall, blood-drinking, shape-shifting reptilian humanoids from the Alpha Draconis star system who are now hiding in underground bases are the force behind a worldwide conspiracy against humanity. Again, eh, it seems kind of (laughs) plausible. At this point, I'm not ruling anything out, you know? He claims that most of the world's ancient and modern leaders are related to these reptilians, including the Rothschilds, the Bush family, and the British royal family. Ike's conspiracy theories now have supporters in up to 47 countries, and he has given lectures to crowds of up to 6,000 people. American writer Vicky Santolano included Ike's conspiracy theory in her list of the 10 most popular public conspiracy theories. 
Unsurprisingly, a poll of Americans in 2013 by public policy polling indicated that 4% of registered voters believed in David Icke's theories. And actually, that percentage is kind of surprising because I thought it would be higher. But to be fair, that poll was taken in 2013 before the world went batshit crazy. So I'd say that number's up pretty high at this point. Back to those tunnels, though. Where do they lead? Uh, Perhaps some kind of underground bunker for the wealthy elites and the lizard people? I don't know. Most of the people who believe in the various conspiracy theories regarding DIA seem to think that the airport is actually the headquarters for something way worse, you know, than lizard people uh, like the New World Order or our own American government. I think that's way worse. Uh, This idea might sound pretty wild, but there is something very, very strange to back it up. Buried buildings. Yes, buried buildings. As the story goes, when DIA was first built, five massive buildings were built incorrectly, whatever that means. And instead of being demolished or dismantled, they were buried, which I don't think makes any sense. But, you know, I'm not an engineer. Although theorists say that a construction worker ultimately blew the whistle on this very, very weird practice, finding his original testimony on the subject is almost impossible. Contractors who originally worked on the airport, which of course went over budget and opened 16 months behind schedule, reportedly saw evidence of bunker entrances and unexplained tunnels that were not on any blueprints, and it's giving the H.H. Holmes murder house, which of course inspired American Horror Story Hotel, you know, construction workers working on something and then seeing that the blueprint doesn't include it and getting murdered because of it, you know. A multi-million dollar automated baggage system failed to work as designed, further fueling doubts about the intent and scale of the construction. An alien drawing has appeared on the walls, and also blurry footage of lizard people have appeared on conspiracy websites. And here's what I found in terms of the official version of events. Roughly 1,000 people work daily in the various levels underneath the airport, you know, ferrying luggage behind the ticket counters and to planes and the baggage claim areas, yada, 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 and a pair of 7,000-foot-long tunnels that run alongside the airport's underground trains, which were not immediately ready to use upon the airport's opening. There's a lot of weird timing and money and a lot of weird practices that I've never heard of before. As seen during a tour of the tunnels provided to the Denver Post, all plumbing and electrical infrastructure appears to end at the underground area's lowest level, hiding anything else under it that would be, you know, that would be an engineering feat on par with the tunnel that runs under the ocean and connects England to France. Strangely, though, over the years, little personal touches have been made, and those are in the form of hand-drawn alien portraits, as well as decidedly non-alien, you know, graffiti, such as smiley faces. You, that can be seen in the B concourse or under the B concourse. The automated baggage system was actually used in various capacities, mostly by United Airlines up until 2010. And there's clearly a mystique to anything you can't see. That certainly applies to the 470,000 square feet of underground space. Finally, airport workers have been known to go ahead and put on lizard masks as pranks while the media (laughs) 
are on tours. And one of these lizard people was caught on camera by Fox 31 KDVR Denver in a video that has since been circulated as evidence of the lizard people's existence. Okay, so there are possibly lizard people and or aliens running around in secret tunnels and the wealthy elite have a doomsday plan in the form of clandestine bunkers under the Denver International Airport. Got it. Uh, Can the next theory get weirder? Yeah, uh, things can always get weirder. So DIA's location, which is approximately 25 miles from downtown Denver, uh, swastika-shaped runway configuration, and various barely concealed symbols of Nazism or fascism, or fascism, not fascism, like fasciitis, hint at a number of sinister plots, theorists say. Also, a tunnel is said to connect DIA to NORAD, which is nearly 100 miles south near Colorado Springs. Historically, Nazi conspiracy theories have been among the most popular online for the last two decades. And despite its recent embrace of most conspiracies, DIA officials have shied away from directly addressing them, which some see as a sign of confirmation, which is kind of stupid. Um, But one of their officials gave this response. He said, we do have some subject matter that we wanted to either just avoid or tread very lightly with. Um, and I would I would agree with the the Nazi stuff. I would not say that's something they should like even even address, really. Uh, he said that some things are worth debunking and others aren't. But why would anyone back to the swastika shaped runway? Why would they shape a runway like that? You ask, because I did. Well, a close look at aerial photography of the supposedly swastika shaped runways reveals just a misshapen and very largely abstract swastika at best. To be honest, it has the same amount of lines running in the same direction directions as a swastika, but it's not a swastika, like unless someone just really screwed up the design. The rotating fan-shaped design actually allows for optimal takeoff into and against the wind from different directions, depending on weather and traffic patterns. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Additionally, a 90-mile long tunnel from DIA's remote location to NORAD seems highly unlikely and also cost prohibitive, given that the world's longest underground rail tunnel, which is in the Swiss Alps traversing the Goddard Base Tunnel, is less than half that length. It's length. It's 35.4 miles, and it took more than a decade to excavate and construct. Okay, so I've covered the structural conspiracy theories. Now let's get into the art. Oh, the art. No other airport in the world has quite as much art on its walls as Denver International. According to their website, be sure to look out for paintings, murals, art installations hanging from the ceiling, and even art on the floors. The airport's 40-piece public art collection, most notably its colorful 28-foot-wide murals by artist Leo Tanjuma, its Notre Denver gargoyle structures near the east and west side baggage claim areas, 
in the Mustang sculpture, the big blue horse known as Blucifer near Pena Boulevard, are also alleged clues to a sinister influence at the airport, which can be credited as Illuminati, Freemasons, New World Order, or Nazis. Yikes. The strangest of all the theories, to me anyway, involves the art in the Denver International Airport pointing to biological warfare. Yeah. Leo Tanjuma's murals, which take up wide wall space in DIA's baggage claim, or they used to, have fairly innocuous names. They're titled Children of the World Dream of Peace and Peace and Harmony with Nature. Despite those lovely names, the content of those murals are terrifying. Death-masked soldiers with guns seem to follow children. Animals are dead and kept under glass. And the entire world looks to have been destroyed. You know, pretty standard stuff, really. Some believe the murals at Denver's airport feature doomsday scenes. And to be honest, yeah. Uh, it also doesn't help that an inlay on the floor features the letters AU and AG, which, of course, are the chemical symbols for the elements gold and silver, as listed on the periodic table of the elements. Sidebar, does anyone else know all of them and also watch Breaking Bad? And then in the intro to Breaking Bad, when they spell, you know, people's names using element or chemical symbols, do you shout them out? Is it just me? Okay, I'll move on. Though this nod to gold and silver is appropriate, you know, given that Colorado does have a rich mining history, some believe that the letters represent a dangerous strain of hepatitis that could serve as a biological weapon. Those two symbols, coupled with the scary murals, have fueled a conspiracy theory that the airport could be a hub for biological warfare. To his credit, though, the narrative of Tanjuma's murals ends on a happy note, you know, with all the peace and harmony stuff. And the artist himself has said, quote, I have children sleeping amongst the, or amid the debris of war, and this warmonger is killing the dub of peace. But the kids are dreaming of something better in the future, and their little dream goes behind the general and continues behind this group of people. And the kids are dreaming that peace will happen someday. See how the little dream becomes something really beautiful, that someday the nations of the world will abandon war and come together. That's a lot for people to infer just by, you know, passing by a mural in the airport. And I feel like, you know, the last place anyone wants to see depictions of death and destruction is in an airport. You know, you got to be really careful what you say in an airport. You'll end up in airport jail. Uh, how did this guy get away with putting guns on the wall? I don't know. Of course, once the overarching concept that the artist had in mind is explained, the panels make a little more sense. Uh, but again, you like really have to be standing there, like dissecting each aspect of the painting and ascribing meaning to it. Overall, if you're just passing by it, the creepy point blank period. To explain a little better what's in all of them, the first panel represents the horrors of war with grieving parental figures, bombed buildings, and children sleeping in the rubble. Extremely depressing stuff. The dominant central figure is a faceless soldier impaling a dove, that was the dove of peace that the artist talked about, on the point of their sword. And this is, without a doubt, the panel that is most frequently cited for having sinister over overtones and often the remaining panels are not mentioned at all. The second panel depicts impending disaster brought on by climate change. 
dead animals are dotted throughout the painting and on either side, the bodies of a woman and a child lie in coffins. I don't like that at all. Illustrating that humans are not immune from the impact of the changing ecosystem. I get it. Like you're sending a message, but this is in an airport, sir. Also, I don't want to see any pictures of anybody dead. Thank you. Children look on with expressions of shock, horror, and dismay while behind them a forest burns. I get it. I get it. We get it. The final central panel is a scene of hope and optimism for the future. In it, people of all nationalities are seen embracing, smiling, and happily singing, I guess. I don't know. Weapons of war are bundled in nationalistic flags with children bearing them forward to, I guess, be beaten into plowshares. And a broken statue of the soldier from the first panel lies buried and forgotten. Like, I get it, but you would have to stand there for a while to take all of that in and to figure out the meaning. But put together, the whole mural implies that humanity is moving past its aggressive tendencies and defeating the ecological challenges we face. Uh, no, we're not, sir. He painted these a while ago. Nah, none of that happened. Taken as a whole, the predominant theme is, you know, hope for the future. Sure, whatever. Nevertheless, uh, it's hard to argue that much of that imagery is not disturbing, even with the context that he intended. In 2018, as part of preparation for a large-scale remodel of the Jeppesen Terminal, Leo Tanjuma's infamous murals were removed and put into storage. Or maybe that's what they want us to think. I don't know if they're back up or not yet. I couldn't find that information. As well as the permanent exhibits, Denver hosts a variety of displays that rotate over the years. In early 2023, the airport is, or did host an Ed Dwight sculpture on Level 6, an exhibit of landscapes by Megan Wilbar at the AOB lobby, and a photography display by Jeremy Janis at the Y Junction Gallery. Like most DIA conspiracy theories, this one parallels the rise of the internet at the time of the airport's opening and has been given a lot of fuel over the years by radio hosts like George Norrie, TV conspiracy backer Jesse Ventura, former wrestler and governor, and many others. They, of course, point to Nazi or fascist imagery in Tanjuma's murals, which were on level five of the Jeppesen Terminal. The ominous and seemingly random nature of the gargoyles. Gargoyles? Misunderstood. They're actually there to protect. So don't be scared of them. And the fact that a portion of the 32-foot, 9,000-pound blue fiberglass Mustang sculpture has indeed killed a man. Now, let's get into my favorite sculpture with the most powerful taint of all time, Blucifer. The giant blue horse statue with glowing red eyes rearing back on its hind legs stands guard over Denver International Airport. The fact that Luis Jimenez, the artist who created the sculpture, was killed when a piece of the artwork broke loose and severed an artery in his leg has undoubtedly fueled the rumors and speculation regarding his 32-foot-tall creation. When Luis Jimenez was creating Mustang, as he called it, he was inspired by Mexican or creating Me Mustang. He was inspired by Mexican muralists to use bright, clashing colors. And yeah, they do. The piece took more than a decade to construct, but as he was nearing completion, a piece of the sculpture fell, severed an artery in his leg, and caused his death. His children actually finished the sculpture, and the airport unveiled it in 2008. 
Blucifer was meant to symbol the wild spirit of the West. Unfortunately, due to his appearance, he's bright blue, um, like full genitals and veininess on display, and has red neon eyes. Many believe that he is actually one of the steeds belonging to the four horsemen of the apocalypse. However, the so-called demonic nature of the installation remains unsubstantiated beyond the fact that people think it's creepy. The red eyes, often pointed to as proof of his nefarious nature, were actually a very sweet tribute to the artist's father who owned and operated a neon sign shop where Jimenez learned to wield, well, geez, <laughs> weld and paint, and also he learned the value of working with his hands. It's good. His wife has also recounted a story of Jimenez investigating a noise late at night and being frightened by a pair of glowing red eyes in his living room. After the initial shock wore off, he realized that they were those of his horse, Blackjack, who had somehow gotten into his house. That's very strange. She speculates that he chose red eyes to illustrate the point that sometimes things can seem frightening simply because they're unfamiliar or just unexpected. Blackjack was also the model that Jimenez used for the work, and the blue color was chosen because the horse was a blue roan Appaloosa, a breed with the mix of black and white hairs, giving it a distinctive blue tint. But was the taint and the blue ball sack on the horse really necessary? Good God, I will post pictures. Let's just say that this thing is very anatomically correct. It is very veiny. I don't know why that part was necessary, but I guess he was going for realism. For their part, DIA employees have leaned into the conspiracy madness. 2016 marked a turning point in the airport's marketing savvy, and the airport featured a modest museum-style exhibition of the most notable and admittedly the least controversial theories in honor of October being Conspiracy Month included a conspiracy-themed costume party, a Close Encounters of the Third Kind screening, chosen because it coordinates, you know, for the alien, or the coordinates for the alien landing in the 1977 film, supposedly point to DIA's location, but in reality, it's really just an empty field 51 miles northwest of the airport. That's still fun. They've also done like a big marketing campaign with lizard people and just like aliens and all kinds of stuff. And it's just really on the nose. And I think it's funny. Most of the theories are pretty laughable and easily disproved that DIA is happy to weaponize them as a marketing tool. And that in turn translates to an estimated hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars. So they're laughing all the way to the bank. And and a BuzzFeed video that played on the TV screen in the conspiracy exhibit that they had in the main terminal, um, the video that was running wasn't even their airport. So people see it out of context and then the dialogue continues and YouTube is a big propagator of this. There's been so much misinformation out there that people just kind of regurgitate it and spout it without thinking or addressing the reality behind it at all. Ooh, that was a fun one. So what do we think about the Denver International Airport? Um, Are there bunkers? Are there lizard people? Biological warfare? Foretelling of the coming apocalypse? What's going on there? Uh, I got some, I got some theories. Um, Lizard people? I don't know. 
mm, it's possible. Is it possible that aliens are living amongst us in some form? Sure. Again, anything's possible. Uh, we think we know everything. We don't. You know, we don't know everything. We don't know everything about our own oceans on our own planet. Why would we know everything about outer space? Just saying. Could be lizard people. Um, the five massive buildings that were built and buried? What the hell is that? I would think that's not structurally sound. You know what I mean? To have like hollow buildings unless they were all filled with concrete before being buried and then built on top of. I would think having a hollow building beneath the foundation of a new building would be structurally unsound. I'm not an engineer, but it doesn't seem like it would be uh, any civil engineers, whatever that would do that kind of thing. Any listeners that are civil engineers, let me know. Is that like a common practice? Because nobody seemed to think this was a common practice. Could there be, could they really have been built as bunkers? Um, not out of the realm of possibility. How many bunkers do we know exist? Or, you know, we don't know, but how many nuclear facilities are underground? How many missiles are hidden underground here? I don't think it's at all out of the realm of possibility that there are bunkers. Um, are they at the Denver International Airport? I don't know. They could be, though. Again, anything is possible. Until somebody disproves it, I'm going to say it's a possibility. Uh, the Mustang being cursed? <laughs> I don't know. I, th I find that incredibly bizarre, that whole thing. Especially the story about the artist, his horse coming into his house. What? How often does that happen? And then the horse statue falling on his leg and severing an artery and killing him? That is friggin' bizarre. Do I think that the artist built it as a symbol of, you know, one of the four horses or horsemen of the apocalypse? No, I don't. Um, I think he did model it after his own horse, but I think his horse might be some kind of a demon. Like, what the hell? Coming into your house and having red eyes and staring at you? And then the horse head that you modeled after your horse falls on you and dies? I think the horse, his horse may have been a demon. <laughs> Blackjack may have been a demon. I will post pictures of Lucifer. Uh, you can find a whole lot on the internet of his backside, which I've I've heard and about this a lot and seen pictures before. It is hilarious, um, very anatomically correct. I I mean I guess the statue of David is too, but you know like you don't see his butthole. You see all of it <laughs> with Lucifer and also Lucifer. I mean, I assume that people, he didn't name it Lucifer. He just called it Mustang, the artist. So I'm assuming that people that have seen the statue have called it, you know, a combination of blue and Lucifer for the fact that it has the glowing demonic looking red eyes. But in reality, the glowing red eyes were a tribute to the artist's father, like a really sweet tribute, actually. That one, I think, is bullshit. I think the horse himself may have been demonic <laughs> or possessed with the statue. I don't think so. The biological warfare stuff? No, I doubt it. Highly doubt it. Wouldn't it be suspicious if, you know, they were letting out some form of hepatitis and what every person who contracted it had in common was that they'd been through the Denver International Airport? Um, I don't... I don't know. I've been watching too much X-Files lately. I've been re-watching it. And now I'm like, totally, the government could do that. Totally. the gov I mean, I think we all know that the American government um, has done some highly, highly murky shit. 
uh, in terms of clandestine operations and experiments. Like I've done plenty of episodes on them of things that in the past people were like, no, the government would never do anything like that and come to find out the government did it. They did it for a long time. They hurt a lot of people uh, and they, they kept it a secret for a very long time, you know, and now our government is, I haven't, you know, this whole whistleblower guy talking about like what he saw UFO wise um, from the military. I, what's his name? Gorsh or I don't remember his name. Either way, I read that transcript and the United States government did not say, yes, aliens exist. They say UFOs or UAPs, as they like to call them now, exist, but they say they don't know who's piloting them. Well, doesn't it stand to reason that if it is a manned vehicle and you don't know who's flying it and no government claims it, that it most likely is an alien if they're flying a UFO or a UAP? I don't know. Just, but I do love how the American public like didn't even bat an eye. It's like the American government's admitting that UFOs and UAPs exist and that everyone's seen them and the military's seen them plenty of times. They know they're here. They know they've been here and everybody's just like, who gives a shit? (laughs) Like I got my own problems. Like the cost of living is outrageous. Healthcare is outrageous and damn near impossible to see anyone like everything is getting more expensive nobody's getting paid anymore everyone is fighting with each other everyone is hateful constantly the world is cooking itself you know this is the hottest month it's ever been on record of the world yada 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 but let's let's be concerned about aliens now we're like shit we don't care (laughs) we got it we got enough going on not to worry about aliens it's like if aliens were going to kill us I feel like they would have already done it at this point. I think that aliens uh, are watching us just destroy ourselves. Why would they have to kill us? We're doing a great job. You know, we humans were given this planet and we've completely destroyed it and it's going to kill us eventually. Um, or the sun will, excuse me, because we've just destroyed all protective barriers, the ozone, everything else. And the sun is going to eventually cook us all. Not in our lifetimes, but, you know, all of us live that way. We're like, well, it's not going to happen in my lifetime. I'm not saying all of us, but you know what I mean. Like a large majority of people, corporations who are the real problem, doing the most polluting worldwide. So much. Aliens are like, we don't even need to kill them or take them over. They're doing a good job on their own. Let's just like study this for anthropological purposes. <laughs> the fall of an entire planet. Let's, what if it's just like a giant experiment created by aliens? Like they create life on a planet. I'm not saying this is what I believe. I'm just throwing it out there. What if aliens created life on this planet? What if they've created life on other planets elsewhere? And then they just study us and see like how quickly we can destroy it. And they just sit and laugh. What if that's like their reality TV? All right. I think I'm done. Um, I have gone so far off the deep end now. You've probably turned this off. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening to the end if you did. <laughs> and if you like what you hear, you can hear more episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays released on all podcast platforms. On social media, I'm on Instagram at Autumn's Oddcast, on Facebook at Autumn's Oddities, on Patreon at Autumn's Oddities. Subscription at any level gets you early access and ad-free episodes. Yeah, it's good stuff. And you get a sticker, too. Um, It's included with your membership. You get more perks the higher up you go in the tiers. 
Uh, yeah, I think that's it. That's all my business that I got for you. I appreciate you listening. And remember, if it's creepy and weird, you'll find it here.